Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Pullbox Pals. I am Mark and this is my pal Monk over here and we're celebrating the 23rd episode, which is the Michael Jordan episode. It's a real big deal <laughs> in, some, in some cultures. Uh, we're going to do an outlandishly big slam dunk. And oh yeah. That is going to be our podcast. Prepare our, for the dream team. The ball that we are holding is content, and we are going to slam it into the algorithm bucket. There it goes. Um, yeah. No, that's <laughs> How you I'm doing, man? About. Good. I just realized that we're on uh, different sides than we normally are. Oh. Let me see if know. I can change that over. Uh, oh, there we go. Look at there that. Wow. My gosh. All right. Well, um, uh, yeah, man. I'm good, a... man. Whoa. You're good. You're going. Yeah, I it's getting to be fall out here. It's just kind of like came on very rapidly. There was like one big rain and then it was fall. Um, yeah. So I can't really complain about that. How's it going out in uh, Oregon? Well, here where I'm at, we had our first uh, fall rain today. Uh, it wow. started at started at 4:30 a.m. I believe it ended about 10 o'clock. Um, but yeah, we've been having our little changeover fall too. It's definitely like the fall heat and. Uh, it's not as bright outside. Uh, trees are turning their fall colors. So, but very yeah. exciting. But Ethan's ready for the leaves to change. Is that what he said? Sorry, that's I'm... what he. That's what he said. Oh wow! Look at Ethan just jumping in here, right? Nice. How's and early. it going, Ethan? I hope you're not at work, buddy. You better be at home. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm ready for the leaves to change. We have a tree in our backyard that is still like doing good it's still nice and green so i think it's nice. on it's on its own ecosystem but what are you gonna do man what are you um, gonna do it's I'm, fall it is fall you know what i'm gonna it do makes to up its own mind it does i wish i could think of something more clever to say and to keep that going <laughs> but uh yeah fall is sentient or i guess nature is sentient it has its own mind we all know this this is why we make sacrifices to appease the weather yes um, and cracking open Martin, the beer I thought you broke a finger. I thought you were so uh, excited about what I was saying. You just snapped one of nope. your fingers. I'm uh, pouring my new beer. It's called Shamanic Whip. Shamanic Whip. My yeah, God. From Wayfinder. Well, there you go. I I don't feel, I feel like this isn't supposed to be me making a dig, but it definitely feels like it is just like, I got another brisk tea, baby. <laughs> Mark's trying a different beer and I'm just sitting here drinking a good old Arnold Palmer brisk tea, you know? Heck I mean, yeah, it doesn't dude. say that, but it's iced tea and lemonade. That's whatever, whatever keeps you quenched, man. That's brisk, baby. <laughs> it's brisk, baby. I mean, it, I've talked about this so many times on the show, but those commercials, they stuck with me. They sure wow. did. They 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 are deep within our being. Well, I hey, feel... man, you want to you want to get into your polls? What'd you get this week? Sure. But I just want to say real quick, if anybody out there, whoever listens to this is an animator and wants to make a claymation uh, podcast pals episode where we get too like worked up talking about comics that we're reading and get too sweaty and we need to drink a brisk. I would love that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> my my weird desires uh, aside, maybe now I'll I'm, I've been thinking we need a logo, you know, we, like this is. Yeah, we need like something like Bam Pow. So maybe I'll make us somebody. I'll reach out to somebody and see if they can make like a claim. Yeah, I mean the one, the one, sweating. the one we have right now is it's pretty just straightforward. I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's a picture of your comics with some uh, I don't know word doc font over it. Yeah, 
Man, so uh, yeah, so yeah, we need to we need to work on a logo. If anybody listening wants to make a logo for us, um, we'll send that you could, money. We'll just that, expect no, you to do it for free. I I I have a I have a couple things that I I could potentially send to a winner of a cool logo oh. for the Pullbox Pals. There you go. We could do a little contest. We'll talk yeah. about this. We'll make we'll see if we make this a more official thing. But yeah. uh, you ready to go over some comic books, my buddy? My pal? Oh, yeah. Let's do it, pal. So we've decided that we spend a lot of time talking about our, our pools, and we don't really get to dive into as much dialogue over our comics that we'd like to. Would you agree with that, Mark? I absolutely agree. I feel like we're always kind of rushing the things we want to spotlight more. So, yeah, yeah we're transitioning into we will only be giving the details for issue number ones that came out this week that if we got them, we'll still show our, our polls real quick, but we're not going to, we're not going to get into them. So, yeah. All right. Well then I will be first with uh, all, these are all things that I've currently reading. And so if you, like Mark just said, if you've, you know, been listening to the podcast, you know that we've been talking about these, but this is okay. First one is end after end from vault comics. The second one that I got, which you know I'm always stoked about, is Ant-Man number three from good old <laughs> Marvel Comics. What? I just can't help but think of uh, Paul Rudd's like commercial kind of digging on the boys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think. Oh, was it on the cruise ship thing? Just, yeah, just about like shrinking down and then going up the anus of Thanos. <laughs> I I uh, I'm aware of what you're talking about, but I never watched yeah. it. Um, oh yeah, mostly because I'm I'm a child and I giggle really loud at the word <laughs> anus. Um, but anus. yeah, this is uh the the rest of these are gonna be uh, image comics minus one. But uh, this is I hate this place number five. I've been loving this, so super stoked that this came out. Um, I would assume that we're getting close to finish on that, but I feel like that's a series that could go on for for some time for sure. Yeah. Um, and this is something that I would assume that we both got. Let's um, see. Eight billion genies. Number oh, yeah, five. yeah, yeah. And you got the variant. I, I did. Uh, my shop was out of normal ones, man. This is such a popular comic. I think I heard recently that it, it uh, is issue number one is on like its fourth printing or something like that. Yeah, um, no, like I think I think if you go back to, I don't know, this episode 23, we'll say like episode 2021 i i think i had mentioned at that like they had reached their second printing of issue number one which they i think was like a new thing for image i don't think that they do that like ever or that often i was i was so i remember when i was buying issue number one i was so like meh about like whether or not i was gonna jump on it and man i'm so happy i picked it up i'm sure i would have at this point because i've just heard such good stuff but yeah. yeah, eight billion genies. We've we've talked about it a whole bunch, and here's something yeah. I have talked about a whole. I'm bunch. just gonna pull mine oh. out and get it out of the way. Um, but you go. Sure. Ahead yeah. Let me on. see. No, go ahead because I wanted to see what the. Uh, there you go. God, that's a that's cover is so much better than the one I got. I'm so bummed. Yeah. Because yeah, you've you've gotten to get all of the the main covers, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I, 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 uh, I saw, I, I saw the variants for it. I guess this is a comic worth talking about because it is so great. And uh, yeah. we just said we weren't going to talk about our pull list, but yeah, <laughs> 8 billion genies. If you're, if you're not into it already, like you, you should be, um, mm-hmm. it is just a hands down. So like just great series has not disappointed. 
Um, yeah, it, I wouldn't say sure. it's been all rise, but it has just been consistent in like the way it jumps from period to period of this story. And it's just been done wonderfully. And like, honestly, like not that much time has like passed in this, in the series so far. And so it's, yeah. it's still like, you know, relatable. I feel, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's shit's about to hit the fan. It's mm -hmm. gonna, it's definitely going it's issue, like it's issue five of eight. It has to hit the fan yeah god i'm i really want to get I, I hope they do like a hard cover back i would love that I, with like other art or like whatever variants and all that stuff but uh yeah that's a that then that that's like a prize worth giving out too yeah i'll take that <laughs> yeah uh, image comics if you want to offer uh auction that off for some i'll post it on uh, my instagram story or something like that Heck but yeah. uh this next one isn't new to this week. It came out a couple of weeks ago. My shop just didn't have it for me. Um, I love this cover. And this is that Texas blood number 17. Um, yeah, I could sit and talk about this for forever. So great comic. I've, I've talked about it probably in every, uh, every podcast that we've done. So, yep. uh, yeah, yeah, so those are the, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when it's, when it's good, it's good. All 23 um, times, baby. Oh, yeah. Hey, keep it going. That Texas blood. Woo, woo, woo. Actually, since we're on that Texas blood, um, I was going to do a different issue. But um, so that Texas blood is written by Chris Coden, who just put this out. This is a one shot from Aftershocks Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I uh, got I got this, too. Um, oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. I didn't, I've been, I I've been looking. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, me, too. Um, so yeah, obviously, like I was just saying, I'm a huge fan of uh Chris Coden because I love um a condom, yeah. sorry. Um, I love that Texas blood. And this is a do you wanna you well, I guess I have one more comic before you take it away, but this is like a noir wrestling yeah. story. Well, That's, yeah. Um, this is also another number one of mine, so we can talk about this one. Sure. Um, Go but, ahead. Well, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's based on like the old noir from like uh way back when when ec comics was around this I don't know is the if comic. I know EC is, comics so the the best thing i think that people would know that they put out is they did the comics for tales from the crypt okay uh, and they were around in like i think from the 1940s to like mid 50s yeah um and so like they're they're like an ancient uh bygone era of comics but uh he was really trying to pull uh, inspiration from that. Um, the the uh, writer was, um, and uh, yeah, and it is just a one shot. So this isn't like a continued series either. So no. this is just like one thing that he's put together. But uh, do you want to do you want to tell what it's about? I really don't know what it's about. I think oh, okay. it has cool. it written on the back. If you want to go ahead, I'm, I got I got it back. right here. It's uh, it's uh, Ted the Irish Muska Walsh is a third tier wrestling heel with a problem himself. Oh, with a problem himself. He's behind on rent, child support, and his career, but he thinks he can change things. As he attempts to take control of his life, his actions leave him with blood on his hands. Ted finds himself on the run with the authorities and the darkness of his past. As Ted tries to escape his former self and build a new, better future, his mistakes come back to haunt him in the ring and out of it 
Oh my goodness. You're, <laughs> you're such a good story reader. I was so enthralled in all of that, that I kind of stopped listening and I was just like, wow, Mark's doing a really good job reading right now. <laughs> I may or may not have practiced. Uh, oh, yeah. good. You stood in front of the shower with your big old comic. This thing's huge. Aftershock yeah. does this. I have another uh, comic from yeah, Aftershock have, called Eden. I yeah, I have one right here. Jimmy's Little Bastards. And is that Aftershock again? Yeah. Wow. Man, Aftershock is doing great stuff. So I'm very excited. This is just like so many of my favorite things. Like all rest, like all I was going to say wrestling is probably my least favorite of like all the combinations of if, everything if, involved if with Anthony, this. If Anthony doesn't have this comic... Oh, yeah, we definitely have to. Well, I saw um, our good buddy Andy Header at the comic book shop today, and he Shout had this as Andy. well. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Andy, Andy, Andy would definitely have that. Yeah, 100%. So I'm excited to see what uh, he thinks about that. But yeah, it's it's a thick guy, too. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I have one more comic uh, yeah. before I throw it over to you. And uh, it's called Flawed Number One. It's from Image Comics. Uh, let's see who's involved in this. It was written by Chuck Brown and art by Prenzi. Lettering is Becca Carey. Uh, yeah. So that's, I have no idea what this is about. I just kind of wanted to pick up a number one just because sometimes you just take random chances. Uh, it's definitely gory. I'm looking through it. The art's really good. Uh, there's a man with a knife through his head and then it gets shot in the head. So there's, yeah, a lot of gore in this. But uh, yeah, it looks good. I really don't know what to say besides that, but uh, can you show me the cover again? I can't. It kind of looks like uh, a detective. Oh, thing, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. really know. Um, is that a knife on her thigh? It is, and it's a bloody knife. And I would assume it's knife. the same knife that I just saw go through a man's head. Uh, oh, comics. They're so violent. But they uh, are. <laughs> that's all for me, buddy. What did you get? All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start off with my uh, my marbles. Um, I got Defenders number three. Nice. And then uh, this one, this one looks interesting. Uh, th we had talked about last week, like when's the next Thor coming out? Thor came out this week and uh, Venom's on the cover there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Shout uh, out to which, Venom. Yeah. Venom's going to be talked about here in a little bit by me. Oh. Um, and, and we'll mention briefly mention, I got a Star Wars Dr. Afra, which is one of my top two favorite Star Wars series out right now. Nice. Um, and last is uh, the new Han Solo and Chewbacca. That's uh, issue six there. Um, and, oh, I got a couple more non-number ones. I got the next uh, Beyond the Beyond from Scout Comics. This is issue four. Nice. And let's see here. We got uh, the, oh, you didn't get this one, but I think you dropped this. Um, uh, new Think, number four. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That cover so, looks really cool. I, I like the premise of it. That's probably been my favorite thing out of everything I've seen about um, yeah them, but uh, or that yeah that the the, co the covers the covers are by far the um, the highlight of of the the comic itself. Uh, it's it, the 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 yeah the covers have just done a really good job of telling you the, you the story that's inside in just that image, and um, so I kind of expect to get. Uh, something of the likes of going back to prehistoric times, but still having technology. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, I, I kind of get the vibe from that, like a post, um, like a post apocalypse, like them to him talking about technology being like, we yeah. used to have a phone you could touch and 
the last thing anyone did with it was phone stuff. We called it a phone. Yeah. <laughs> it was a phone. You pushed buttons. You didn't touch a screen. Sometimes, like, I'm still old enough to have had a, a an operating rotisserie phone. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've definitely used one, and my family never owned one, but we knew a guy who had one. Oh, yeah. We had one down in the downstairs office, in my, dad, oh. my dad's office. Yeah. That's a good place um, to have one. It is. Uh, it's actually really the only place you should have one. <laughs> Somewhere downstairs. Um, <laughs> right, so my, my next number one, uh, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Um, I I don't remember when I first like came about it. I may have seen it as like in a preview on, or something. But anyways, it's it's called. Uh, well, let, let's do this. Uh, it's uh, by uh, Declan Shalvey with uh, Clayton Cowles, and it's called okay. Old Dog. Uh, yes, yeah. up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the letter is Clayton Crowles, um, and uh, the writer and artist is Declan. So that that's pretty nice. cool that um, that yeah that he's the Declan's doing uh, the two main he's things, but he, he got a he's doing double duty, uh, but. Uh, what this one is, it, it follows an old dog named Jack Lynch, uh, not like a dog, just like, you know, an old dog, like uh, yeah. the old, the old yeah. police officer, old retired police officer type guy. Oh, uh, so, but, dog. but, but this guy, he was a, <laughs> he was a once promising CIA operative and on the eve of retirement, looking back at a field career, he is tasked with one final mission that goes horribly wrong. He wakes years later to a changed world with an even deeper changes within himself. When a shadowy group offers Lynch a second chance for a life of adventure, he finds himself paired with the last person he could ever imagine. In order to adjust, this old dog will have to learn some new tricks. Man, <laughs> you're just on point tonight. I just showed a comic. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I bought it. And you're just, you I, have I like... told you I prepared in like a perfect way for this week. Ah, you and, did. Uh, um, so here, here it comes. Uh, so this is a new six issue miniseries. Um, and, uh, the writer and artist Shelby said that, uh, for him, old dog has returned to the bold, moody action packed storytelling that he's enjoyed, uh, with each each issue detailing a new adventure and opportunity to draw something cooler than the chapter before. Um, nice. but yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to get into this one. I really like the cover. Yeah. Um, it seems like right up your alley. Yeah. Um, sometimes I you, feel like you a, old dog. Sometimes I feel like an old dog, you know? Yeah. My we bones, should put you my down. bones are creaking. You You're know, wearing a diaper and wearing a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So yeah, it's right up. It's right up my alley. The old dog. Good. Um, and this maybe last that'll one... replace, uh, that right. Ra- a righteous thirst for vengeance. It seems like it's, it's something probably akin to that, something in that okay. same kind of vein. Okay, first off, no, no nothing, nothing can nothing replace, can replace <laughs> nothing can replace a righteous thirst for vengeance. But I do oh, need some funny. I do need I do need something to new to cling to. So um and this last one I'm also pretty excited about. Uh one of the creators is also one of the creators for um uh West of Sundown. Uh and it's uh, hmm. Tim Seeley. Uh he's also got this out with uh Fran Fran Gailen and El Torres. Um let me let me get you a little more there. El Torres is the letter, and then the artist is Fran Gallen. And then yes, the writer is Tim Seeley. It is called The Roadie. And oh. 
Yeah, and this Dark one comes Horse. from uh, from Dark Horse. I forgot to say, Old Dog came from Image. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the roadie is from Dark Horse. Uh, I've also been looking forward to this one as well. I think I first saw it announced maybe in the back of... Uh, maybe it wasn't in the back of West of Sundown. Maybe it was just because I got into... I got of a normal. I got it. I got, yeah, I got, I got, I got into him and I may have seen this again on some website, but this is a a four issue series. Um, and uh, I really, I really like this premise. So more than 35 years after his heyday, a former heavy metal roadie must return to the back roads of America to do the job. He thought he'd retired from exorcist. Oh, but, oh. But, this, but this time he's not saving groupies and drunk basis. He's trying to save his daughter. Oh no. Yeah. What um, if she's a and, drunk basis. Uh, it's just a double whammy, man. He's like, Oh, yeah. this is, this is everything I ever knew and more. So you're My saying goodness. that the drunk, the drunk bassist might be, be a the drunk daughter. basis. Yeah. Might be. Yeah. Well, we'll he see. pulls off a mask and it's his just daughter's face, a man mask. It's like, I like don't the, know. Like she's in like a slipknot, not a slipknot, but like a, like a gore type band where they yeah. wear like masks and outfits. <laughs> it's like, who's this shooting body fluid all over the crowd? Wait, that wasn't wrong with slipknot. Slipknot wears masks. Yeah. Yeah. And like face makeup. Yeah. 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 They got, yeah. they got a good, they got a good diversity of uh, things they do with their faces. Face coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Face coverage. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Seeley had to say of this one that he wanted to tell the story of the unsung hero of the eighties satanic panic era. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a cool idea. So he says the roadies who supported all those metal bands, not only by tuning their guitars, but by casting out the horrific demons they accidentally summoned with backwards lyrics and screaming riffs. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Joe Sorry, Joe D. Who, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? It, how do you say it forwards? Uh, I like doing so bad things. Uh, I, I was going to suggest it maybe sounded like a backwards skiddy bop. Skiddy bop bop. The bop bop bop. I don't know um, what's happening. But anyway, Seeley continues in saying that Joe D., who I assume is the main character, uh, is the seventh son of a seventh son, and though he once stood next to greatness, he now wallows in obscurity until he gets called upon to return to the past he thought he'd left far behind. The roadie is part hack slash, part revival, and all heart with Fran Galen doing something absolutely with rock and art. My goodness. Yeah. So that sounds like a fun time. Yeah. It does. It sounds like a great time. So I'm excited to get into those. And uh, what was your other number one again? The uh, uh, flawed, flawed. Yep. I'm, I'm ex- I wanted to hear about that one. Uh, maybe yeah. next week. I'll post about it on my Instagram over at Stone Dan Nerdy. Heck yeah. Yeah. We've been uh, we've been doing a few more reviews lately. Been, yeah, it's like been good, it. man. I try to do yeah. it right after I'm done, which probably isn't the best because I like to sit on it. But it's also I'm not trying to like go super in depth. I want to just be like, I enjoy this. I thought this was good. Just kind of point out because like, I sleep on it. Do you? Yeah, it's probably the best. Um, I read it. I put it under my pillow. I sleep on it. <laughs> Wake up in the morning. Flip back through those pages, and then I sit down and write uh, typically a review that is TLDR. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, so so we got a, two comics that we're going to be talking about together this week. Um, yeah. Which one do you want to talk about first, my friend? 
you choose. Let's your, let's it's let's, birthday. let's sure. It's not. It's not my birthday. Um, but that's that's coming up. You know. No, it's not. It just passed, didn't it? <laughs> like, well, it's coming up, and it's coming up in about six and a half months. But you know, yeah, it's, there it's you go. Up. Um, but yeah, let's let's dig. Let's uh, let's reach into the back pocket of the past, and uh, let's talk about this uh, new one from our old pal R.L. Stein. New one from an old pal. Um, let me see your cover. Do you have your cover with you? Yeah, it's in right here. Oh yeah, right. God, we, I really do you still want to really, trade. I don't know, man. I uh, now that I've read it. Wait, gosh, I keep doing that. Um, now that I've read it, uh, the they're they're on opposite sides based on the screen. You know, it's not yeah. like looking in a mirror. Um, no. Yeah, no. After I've, I after I've read it, I uh, I love I love my cover. I guess I'll just pull it pull it down for the, <sighs> for the I'm so the boys and girls to see. I saw. Did you see the cover that was done by the guy who did like the Goosebumps covers? Um no yes it's very good and i'm Hold so up. bummed because uh I, i'm gonna checking it out right now i'm not happy with this cover that i got and you said that you liked it and i was wanting to trade i should have looked at my shop and saw that they had a, a different one it's fine but it's just like very gory and it's not like the most i mean it's great but it's okay my I, I i will say um, I, I kind of understand that in the sense of because um, Errol, is... Errol Stein does a really good job of like being gory without showing gory. Yeah. And like, yeah. that that's true of, uh, you know, these are just like bubbly skin people. And that's that is <laughs> a part of the story. People. But uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, uh, anyways, who, what, what's which which one is it? Like, can you describe it to me? It looks, I oh, think, from, yeah, I'm going to say, um, oh, Ethan, Ethan said, uh, Slappy Beware 30th anniversary. Is it really 30th anniversary of Mr. Slappy? I have a friend who I nicknamed Slappy because he looks like the doll from Goosebumps stuff. So <laughs> shout out to my buddy Slappy. Uh, he's a great Slappy. artist, actually. So if you want to, if if you're into really cool art, follow him. I think his Instagram handle is Young Slappy. Um, <laughs> so go check him out. Um, Man, I should have I should have looked at these uh, variants more before I, I purchased mine. But I just yeah. I'm not in the mindset to like look for the variants uh, these days. Um, what is that? It's it's just another thing that takes up minutes of time, and uh, sure. I don't have I don't have minutes. I have time I have is like, money. I'm always on my feet thinking in seconds. You know, <laughs> I thought she said thinking and sucking. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I'm always on my feet thinking. Not and what sucking. I said. Nope, didn't say that. All right. Anyways, <laughs> let's keep this a family show by talking about the stuff of nightmares. Um, yeah. Do you want to lay down the premise for this? I really like so, the introduction to this. Uh, I actually don't have the introduction in front of me. If you do, you want do you want to try your hand at reading it, or do you? Just no, I mean like just the uh, first couple pages. So the opening premise. Oh yeah, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How this comic opens is with a guy named the Keeper of Nightmares. I yeah. believe it. He's like an eccentric collector. Or it's a you know, it's it's the night nightmare keeper. Nightmare keeper. Yeah. Um, I really liked him. I thought that he was like a very. Uh, yeah, interesting. He's only on here for like two pages, 
but uh, I was like, "Ooh, what are you about?" And you can kind of see like his chef, his face is hidden, but you can see an outline of him. And I, I have yet to do this, but I'm going to Google a picture of R.L. Stein and see if it looks like him from the side, because <laughs> I feel like that would be something that he would call himself as the yeah the nightmare keeper. Yeah. Well, and so I guess kind of the premise of this is that like it is an old familiar horror trope. So like th this is like the only I like I don't even want to call it a downside because this is just what R.L. Stein does. Like all of his stories are a play on an old horror trope. Like, mm. you know, every every single one of them. I remember like his take on like Phantom of the Opera and like watching that one on on TV as well. And it was just like, yes, it was a, a, a new idea using an old character. But in this, he's using an old horror premise, I would say, mm -hmm. um, in that like essentially this is kind of a Frankenstein type story, but on a larger scale. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe not even a larger scale. I think it seems like more of a modern, uh, and I know it's like usually like a cop out way of saying it. it's like a modern take on uh, Frankenstein, but it's not, it's not that necessarily. It's more of modern science. Cause I think in science, yeah, yeah. Uh, science fiction of old, they weren't, they didn't well, be like, oh, we screwed up a thousand times, which is part of this story. But I guess like another another way that I could I could put it, though, and that like what I guess what I meant by saying on a larger scale is that like uh, this is the story of Frankenstein with modern science in in the case that Frankenstein didn't turn out right the first time. Yeah. Or the yeah. first 20 times. Yeah. So because yeah. uh, there we are introduced to that little cute one, Frankie. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do too many spoilers in case, you know, Frankie's not Frankie's to... Frankie's not a spoiler. No, just saying introducing yeah. to Frankie's nothing. Well, who's that yeah. mean? Frankie, it could be a Frankfurter. It could be a hot dog kid. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like came out and he's just like, do you remember those the whistle, uh, the weenie mobile? Do you remember that back in? Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Back in I have, my I day, have the Christmas ornament. I had a whistle for the longest time. It was in my dad's truck. I'll have to ask him and see if he still has that. Anyways, does he, the, does he have the same truck? No. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so that thing is probably uh, long gone. It, it's still on that same truck, man. It's still yeah, there. That, that's true. I'll have to hunt on the truck. This will be my hero's journey. Yeah, I mean, but, you, can, um, you can still get those things if you need a new one. I maybe that's oh my birth. My birthday's coming up, so maybe you can get that for me. Um, <laughs> a, a nice hot uh, wiener mobile whistle. It's got to be the small one. Nothing like. Uh, yeah, no, it's like the yeah. one you see in the in the in the first Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen. Sure, that's what the, the step, that that's the what the that's what the stepdad wanted. Like, he oh, wanted, really? Like when he was when he was telling his uh, story when he was uh, about like when he was a kid and stopped believing in Santa Claus. It's when he didn't oh, no. get his Oscar Mayer weenie whistle. Uh, wow, my wife my wife's calling me right now. Oh, that's good. Uh, do you want me to just you can answer that and I'll just talk about this story for a little bit. Oh no, it's okay. I'll, I'll I'll call her back. She she just probably like doesn't remember I'm I'm doing this right now. Oh that's, no, and that's okay. That is I okay. Can, yeah. Um, um, but yeah. Uh, go go on. What are you gonna say about stuff and nightmares? I I was just gonna ask you a how you thought about it, and then b. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Let's just start with a. How are you feeling about this? Do you? I. You look like you're. Are you? Um, everything all right? Or sorry. Yeah. No. I'm just. 
I'm just I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna text my wife just to let her know. Like, yeah, make I, sure everything's okay. Yeah, let me just talk good. about the the main premise of this. There's a couple out on the beach. So how it's it's set up is the nightmare keeper just kind of introduces that he's going to be telling a spooky tale, and uh, it seems like he's going to be. I I don't know if this is an anthology series or if this is just going to continue to follow this story that we're on now. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I would be fine, honestly, either way. Probably, honestly, would prefer an anthology series. Because, yeah, uh, I do you know if it's which one it's going to be? Uh, all I know is that I I know the next issue is uh, following the same storyline, but I don't I don't know if each uh, um like arc is going to be the same. Okay. So like I'm I'm wondering if it's gonna be an anthology in the sense that like maybe after this first arc is done, they, uh, they move on. He he's got ideas for Yeah, that else. wouldn't be bad. I don't know. So what how do you uh, you gave it a pretty high rating on uh your Instagram post about this? Oh, I guess I, I didn't did, yeah. I didn't I, I started telling the story and then just drift off. Let me just finish that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple out on the beach, they hear some uh screaming, they go to investigate, they come across this uh like a hidden house, like a it's it's on the beach, but it's hidden. Um, and then they go in to investigate. They see that the people in there's up to some shady stuff, and then they end up getting locked in there. And that's kind of just where we'll leave that at there. And then they, yeah, they come across some interesting creatures. We'll just yeah, we'll we'll, we'll say it as that. Yeah, this this is this. Here's the thing. So I kind of played on this already, but stuff in nightmares it offers like complex characters and a familiar like reanimated of the dead story. Um, so there there's kind of different. There is like the Frankenstein trope, but there's like other like horror genre stuff at play as well. Mm. Um, and so yeah, for me it's just like this is R.L. Stein doing what he does best, but he's he's doing it in a comic format now and hitting a different target audience, which. I mean, he's probably just targeting the same people that he wrote all the Goosebumps books for, which, is, you know, yeah, millennials. So, um, yeah. and, and I, I would assume that this is, I, I, again, I never really read that much of uh, Goosebumps, but I would assume this is a little bit more mature than your average Goosebump tale. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, that's what I mean. Like, I, I believe his target audience is still the same, like, generation that he targeted with his Goosebumps books. Um, yeah. And so it's just, I think anybody, anybody who's in their, like, I guess I would have to say in their thirties and possibly early forties at this point, yeah. um, that that's who he's writing these comics for. Yeah. Um, and, the, and then the art is definitely reminiscent of like that time. And even it felt like, uh, cover, like the cover of the goosebumps books, but it, it felt like somebody was taking a modern twist on them or, or just somebody trying to imitate that, you know? yeah um and then you know you mentioned the crypt key or not the crypt keeper the the nightmare keeper the crypt um, keeper keeps coming up we are in spooky season we so. are in spooky season um but yeah you mentioned that and like he is just this shadowy figure and it's just like is 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 the nightmare keeper is this rl stein just putting on a persona yes hold on because it 100 percent is i'm sorry for those of you who are listening but uh i did some research while we were talking, there is the a picture that's a silhouette of R.L. Stein or uh, of the the Nightmare Keeper, and then that is R.L. Stein. 
That is 100% okay. him. The guy's wearing glasses. He has a big old forehead. Um, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's awesome. I think he's earned himself the title of Nightmare Keeper. You know? Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm 100% for that. Good on you. Yeah, I mean, it's not um, like he said. Maybe he didn't say that. Maybe the artist did it and like showed it to him. He's like, "That's cool," you know. Yeah, no, that is cool. I like, I like that he's doing that too. And you're right; he has earned that title. Cause... Yeah, I mean, because like genuinely, who like I can't think of another creative who has written as many horror stories as he has. Sure, they're like they're you know puppets coming to life and like spooky ooze <laughs> like it's not like the most complex stuff but it would still it's still important to, to, be, to be reiterating those stories and keeping american folk horror stuff alive you know yeah 100 yeah. percent. it's a, it's a tale um, as old as time <laughs> I, so i don't know you said complex characters i felt like they were just confused sometimes if i'm being honest i felt like some of their dialogue was just I think what I was getting into with the complex characters is like you have these two brothers. We don't know their backstory. There's they seem to have a complex relationship because the one brother isn't necessarily the one who is hands on with the science experiments. Um, And you kind of read into that. And it's the same thing with uh, Stella, um, Mm -hmm. their friend just their their whole relational dynamic just seems like there's there's something more going on here than just like family line blood and then just maybe one of their girlfriends or just like the girl who grew up next door their cousin or whatever um so just there's that and then you know most of the story we follow um is it shara and diego yeah um i believe like most of the story like that's that's kind of who you're you're rooting for um and then at the end we you know after some trauma uh at the we end have a switch we, in character we have a uh, switch leads. yeah switch yeah we have a switch in character leagues and uh uh and it's like this there's this other kind of just mysterious figure talking to the police chief you know um yeah. like the this person was mentioned at the very beginning of the book by shauna is that right her name is it shayla shauna i don't I know. think it's shauna shauna yeah um like I can't remember. Is it like McClare or something like that? It's like first mentioned. And then at the end of the book is like when we get introduced to him. And so it's just, I I feel like, yeah, stuff of nightmares is setting itself up for success in wherever it's going with its story. I I feel like it gave you, gave me enough to hook me in. And then yes, the art was just fantastic. It is kind of a playback to those times, as you said, um, But yeah, it's just it's it's fresh characters in uh, weird relationships, and uh, I don't know they 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 have they just they have an impossible situation to react to, like the yeah. So it's just yeah, I I, th- I think it's gonna go well. Um, I'm gonna nice. I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna stick with it just because it is R.L. Stein. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. I might give one more and then see where it goes from there. But uh, if they do do that, like serial, like every volume is a different story. I might jump back on it then. But yeah, for sure, it was definitely a good read. I enjoyed yeah. it. All right, cool. uh, you wanna you wanna introduce this next one? I feel like I feel like you were gonna you probably let me just guess and say that you really enjoyed this. That's I really me. enjoyed this. 
Yeah, I really, I really did. Oh, you did post the review. I forgot. Um, I did. I did. Um, yeah, I actually I gave pretty high praise to all of the reviews. I did. Ah, I did it again. <laughs> did it again. Oh, Classic. no. This hey, one it is, happens uh, to me. That wall fine. back there. I have I've had entire rows, multiple rows fall off at the same time. It's a terrible feeling. I don't uh, like to admit it, but uh, yeah, it happens. Yeah, I mean, those these, things aren't the best in the world. These these sleeves do their best. But yeah, we're going to be talking about Eternus here. And this is from uh, from Scout Comics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't and, have my and, copy on me. So you're doing all the heavy lifting in terms of doing things. Because you just read it today, right? Like you got No, it. I read it uh, yesterday. So I bought it over the weekend. I went in and to oh, my shop. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, yeah. yeah, I picked it up and... Um, yeah, you want to set up the premise and stuff? Yeah, so I honestly didn't really know what I was getting myself into with yeah, same. Uh, this one. I just, I saw the cover. I saw it was from Scout. I saw that Circus's name was attached to it. And I was like, okay, like I have to hop in on this series. And essentially it is about a period of our history that there's just a lot of dark areas of, and we don't really know how events played out. And so this series is taking place in 360 ce and uh kind of the first tagline here is uh, that the first thing they want you to know is that the great god zeus is long dead mm. and so it becomes a question of like okay so why is zeus dead and uh a lot of the the issue shows various gods from you know zeus's pantheon of of gods that uh they're they're struggling to make it and they're losing followers and then mm -hmm. at the same time, this is a period in history with what is on the rise, Christianity. Um, mm -hmm. So this this is like the era of, you know, the founding fathers of Christianity, or at least the beginnings of it. Um, yeah. Or and they would have been a state religion by this point, I believe. Well, um, yeah, it's 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 like, like, I think it's on its way to be. I think it was like 400 something that it became like the state religion. Yeah, um, that's so so this is this is the period of time in between like okay like greek like greek uh i guess religion of that time is is dying off um mm -hmm. but then at the same time it there's there's more going on that meets the eye and yes there's other gods that are still part of that pantheon that are alive um but they've come upon uh the 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 killer of zeus mm and and that that's that's pretty much you know the the bread the bread and butter of what's going on with this series is that the great god zeus is dead there's all these other ones that are somewhat still alive some of them are dead like there's we there's one very famous one that like everybody knows uh who who dies on this issue one of the greek gods um mm. and uh so it's just it's setting up a really interesting story of like this battle between Greek religion and early Christianity. And yeah, uh, um, I, I really, really liked it. I'm very excited for the future of this series. Yeah. I thought it was definitely very interesting um, uh, to see this kind of weird, like um, how do you say like an interplay between mythology and actual reality, you know? Yeah. Um, which, you know, we both really enjoy. Um, yeah. And I, 
it's I'm very curious to see where this is going. There's so many people involved in this creative team. There's like six or seven. Um, yeah. Well, thought, and the, the the way that it breaks down though, too, it's just like it's gonna make sense once you read it. So like Circus and uh, um, uh, uh, Levi- Levitas, so Andrew Levitas, they're both Hollywood directors. Like mm-hmm. they they have other mediums that they do. Uh, but this is a story that they have talked about doing and they handed it out to the writers, Don Hanfield and Anastasia Davis to kind of script it. So the idea comes from Circus and Levitas, but it is not written by them. It was okay. uh, It was just an idea. You know, they gave notes to them probably on the thoughts that they had, but then these guys are the ones who put it together and then the yeah. art is done by a team as well of Andy Owens and Carl Moline. And yeah. the art is wonderful, especially like the backgrounds and mm-hmm. then what's going on. And there's a certain panel that like stands out to me where they're the, the focal character that you're supposed to be paying attention to in the, in that panel, like something's going on with them. But then next to them, there's just this like other person with no name and just in the background just mm-hmm. totally reacting to like like what am i watching here like what's going on and yeah. so it's just even like those things drew me into the story as well so yeah like the the backgrounds and and the characters they're all very like well rendered in uh, what they're supposed to be they're well displayed um you know yeah i don't that I, I don't I don't know where to define like zero and one in this, but there is a place in between zero and one where like you shouldn't be stuck in a panel, but you also shouldn't have to be going past it so fast that you're missing the the pic mm. like the whole story of the picture. And yeah. I feel like this one just I don't know, not 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 in the way that a righteous thirst for vengeance did for me, but close to just very much you can get so much story by like reading the 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 speech and thought bubbles in narration boxes, like reading those things, but also soaking in and moving to the next panel at like a very steady pace. Um, yeah. At least that's how it was for me. I know it's probably not the same for everybody, but that's one thing I enjoyed about it. Yeah. I would definitely say the art was very like uh, submersive into that world. Um, I definitely felt like I was, yeah. I don't want to say like, I, I it felt like a little bit of, um like the hercules art maybe a little bit like more developed like the hercules movie it felt like yeah. it was taking hints of that and like developing developing it uh farther i, I don't know if that's mm. intentional or not but that's kind of what i, I how i'm remembering it in my mind's eye yeah but yeah um I'm, well i mean kind of kind of to sum it up though too it's just like this this is a story that's like a little bit of like a murder murder mystery and it's mixed mm-hmm. with like a story of like uh revenge and ju- justice so yeah. there's like there's two things going on there and then i will say this about it is that this comic really doesn't hook you until the very very end of it yeah, I would agree with that for sure. So it's just it does take some patience to get through like, you know, the first you will say 75 percent of it mm-hmm. because it is it you're you are trying to figure out what's going on in that first 75 percent. Like you're percent. And 
most most number ones i would say want to get you there by like the halfway points if not by the like the 25 percent point of of reading that issue and so this one takes its time to to hook you in but i i i just yeah the end the ending was where it was at and it just made the whole everything just come together in in full picture so yep i agree all right bud uh do you want to get into or no i did I do my pulls first? Yeah, so I'll get into uh, one if yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. mind me. So this past weekend, my the town that I live in does this thing uh, annually called a Borough Day, which is like essentially like a town yard sale kind of thing. It's on the main street. A bunch of um, you know local vendors set up shop, um, and yeah, they yeah. So it's just a fun time to go around town and just see what everyone's up to and what's for sale and all that stuff. Nice. And the comic book shop had a local comic book uh, uh, author there and they had done some creator. other comics creator. Yeah. Uh, well, they are an author. The art in this is by uh, somebody else, but yeah, I, I wanted to get him to sign it, but I was too shy to be like, can you sign this? So I'm, I'm definitely kicking myself for that. But they have done other comics, so I'm sure I will see them again. But this is the first one that I've got by them. And it's called Synergy. Uh, and it says Volume 1. Okay. And uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see, you'll know that I, I did a little bit of a review of this there. But uh, it follows these two twins. The premise is fantastic. Um, it's The premise is that you know, every X amount of years, the embodiment of light and darkness have to have a battle. And it's essentially for huh. the the sake of the universe. Um, if light wins, then darkness will continue to allow light to expand into it. But if darkness wins, then it consumes the universe and it collapses and uh, causes another big bang. That, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's very interesting because it's like oh we had a big bang so that means that he lost it you know or light lost at some point you know um yeah but uh so yeah every you know every x amount of years those two uh entities or whatever polar opposites become embodied in uh twins or something like that maybe it's not always twins but the past couple times it's been twins and uh yeah, then they they fight and they so these twins are born with like magical powers um, because, you know, they're cosmic beings to some degree. And uh, they are kept watch by this group called the ASS or the Apocalypse Secret Service. And it, it says ass. Ooh. So that's a silly joke. Um, but I think they both <laughs> turn 18 in this issue. And so for the. uh they get a wish or, you know, they get a birthday wish or whatever. And the guy asked for a sports car and the girl asked to go to uh, high school because she's never been. They're always uh, homeschooled by the ASS. And uh, yeah, so it's just so there's some high school drama involved mixed with them. Uh, yeah, figuring out who they are and stuff like that. And then at the end, they decide that they want to use their superpowers to be superheroes and they okay. make costumes and away they go. So this is one of five. And uh, I'm probably definitely going to be staying on this because, you know, it's local. Um, I'd love it because on in the cover page, uh, there's an advertisement for my comic book shop. So I'm like, oh, that's just so cool. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. 
So very, very stoked on that. So just wanted to give a shout out to that. I didn't even say who it was by. My bad. It is by Rachel Fisher, and the artwork is by Haley Stokes. Um, and Haley is a good friend of Anthony Blackwell, and she did a bunch oh, okay. of work for him. So yeah, awesome. it's that's that's such a fun, it's such a fun, fun little community. Uh, this this little world. But um yeah, so that's that, man. How about you? What's what have you been reading? Oh, you're taking a drink of your beer, got getting it. ready. Getting gotta ready, get ready. To, hey, don't don't drink all that because you don't want it to vanish. Exactly. You hit it, man. We're gonna talk about vanish number one. Um I was a uh, pretty excited about this last week when I got it. Um, and I told you before we started that, uh, as everybody who was watching saw earlier, I had a comic book fall from here. We talked about that. This one fell and it got, it got damaged up here right above Stegman's name. Oh, um, so that's unfortunate, it. but you know, it's a, it's a memory. It's um, the cost of using <laughs> your comic books as wallpaper. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so this one comes from Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman. They've been working on this for like uh, quite a few years. Well, let me show you the cover again. Um, it's pretty dope. So they, I think that they first collaborated in uh, 2018, 2019 with Venom. Okay. And then from Venom. Yeah. And so then from Venom spun uh, King and Black that they did together. And then they did the one issue of Noel, who Noel is the you know, the king and right, black, yeah, I believe. King, king Venom, King Symbiote. Yeah, the king, yeah, the king of the symbiotes. Um, so yeah, if you were a fan of those, like the you will you'll love this comic. Uh it's okay. I don't know. I was pretty excited. Uh, you know, Kate Kate uh said something to me like when I was midway through like reading it, and uh I don't even think I looked at her. I just think she saw the the look of joy on my face and realized like, <laughs> oh, sorry, I should let you I should let you finish reading this comic. And um, like a good little comic shop boy, like a good little comic shop boy. Uh, I, I I've been I, I really got my nose into into vanish. Um, so this <laughs> this 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 issue, I guess this series um it's kind of it's messing around with like traditional superhero tropes but okay. if you were to mix it with like a world of of hogwarts and harry potter oh yeah interesting um and uh we'll just say that uh the the premise of this is that uh uh so the main character is not named vanish uh <laughs> the only person named vanish that was mentioned is uh my goodness, it's a, I, uh, I'm, I'm spacing on his name. I don't know why I didn't write it in my notes. Um, Oliver is... Harrison. Oliver Harrison's the main character. Okay. Okay. Uh, so if you read my review of this, uh, here comes here comes the review, uh, just straight from the horse's mouth. Is let's hear it. Oliver Harrison. Uh, he this the issue starts off with him just kind of like walking through an alley. Uh, he just finished drinking a six pack of beer, and he has another six pack of beer in his hand. And he's kind of just talking about like, you know, look at this trash that I have become. And then he gets attacked in the alleyway. And uh, and then all of a sudden, a superhero comes in and saves him. Uh, the superhero's name was uh, Battle Rocket. And oh. so, yeah. So, anywho, it, it, it this gets better. Um, no, I'm, you had me at Battle Rocket. That's yeah. a great name. 
Um, so anyways, uh, in Battle Rockets, in, in introduction in the series is like super cool. It's what you would expect of a superhero. Um, but anyways, uh, Oliver Harrison is just like looking at him and he just says like, I like to battle rocket. Like I, I know who you are. And he like pulls his like shirt collar back and reveals this like flaming tattoo. Uh, mm. I, I think it's a Raven and like, it's a callback to this like Hogwarts type place that Oliver grew up in. Um, okay. so Oliver is the chosen one. Cool. Okay. So, and he enacted his act as the chosen one at age 14. And now okay. he's like, you know, now he's older and getting he's beat spent. up in alleys and spent and doing, you know, taking any cocktail or whatever he can get just to help him numb that he's just a washed up chosen one, essentially. <laughs> um, we should have called our podcast Washed Up Chosen Ones. Yeah. So anyways, what happens in like <laughs> what happens in like this Hogwarts type world, which uh, man, it's called. uh what is it called um i don't know but i like that little drum solo you did the little it sounded like you were playing on a hi-hat um and whatever last no not everlast um man i just need to pull up i got this you I got this this is mark's this is mark's thing he has to look up for the episode <laughs> uh, that's good this sounds like a super interesting premise i saw the um i know i saw it when I was at my comic book shop and the cover, it, um, it looks very like nineties uh, reminiscent. So it's understandable. Yeah. This would be trying to do some tropes off of uh, the nineties stuff. Yeah. So it's a, uh, okay. So it's called ever, ever keep. That's ever keep. There yeah. we go. Ever keep. And so then this, like in the school that he went to, that's like Hogwarts, it's in the mist lands of ever keep. And anyways, uh, going back to the day when he enacted his like, you know, chosen one, like defeat the evil person, uh, mm. thing. Uh, so essentially like he did what Harry Potter did to Voldemort. And then instead of fleeing in fear, like the followers of, uh, of, uh, Baron vanish, this is who the, uh, Voldemort type person was, uh, yeah. they, they all fled together and like went and planned. And uh, it turns out that Battle Rocket was one of these old uh, followers. They're called the Hollow. Mm. And then essentially how this ends is uh, Oliver uh, gets on his old gear, you know, from his, yeah. his magic Chose days. His glory days. His glory days. And he says, all right, if they're going to play the superhero, I'm going to have to play the villain. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. There you That's go. That's an interesting one. So I'm, oh. I'm really, I'm really excited for it. I mean, I, I'm obviously a washed a up chosen one becomes the villain. That's yeah. a good premise. But, but he's not really going to be the villain. He's, he's, he's going to vanquish these like evil follower people who are just playing superhero. That's true. So it's, it, it it's such an interesting premise. And uh, I, I read a few reviews uh, from. Uh, Kate's and Stegman and just like their excitement that they've put into it and just how much fun mm -hmm. that they've had creating it and it it made it come more alive for me so uh, but That's yeah awesome. so just kind of a couple bullet points here it's just yeah it has mystery it's a robust world that's worth exploring and the protagonist you will cheer for uh, as he disassembles the superheroes nice. um, 
and uh, it is just visually stunning. This is actually one of my favorite things. Uh, the inspiration that Stegman had for this, because this is his first image comic, mm. his inspiration was like early image comics such as Spawn. Yeah, so you, that's... you get you get this like '90s like you know very elaborate like kind of overboard excellent art. Um, so yeah, I I really. Um, I think in my, if you saw my Instagram post, I included a few shots and I think one of the shots I included mm -hmm. was of, of, uh, battle rockets entrance. Okay. And it, it have to very go back much, and look at that. it very much reminds me of the, like those nineties, like superhero comics. Um, good old battle rocket. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, this world just seems to be like, it's going to be really big. And I also read that Stegman, and Kate's have uh, are talking with some other people who might do some spinoff series from it yeah. as well. Um, and I, I'm trying to remember, I think it's eight issues. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, and it is, it's just, it's, it's edgy as hell. That's all I can say about oh. it. So it uh, sounds like it would be if it's, if it's reminiscent of like all those things, early image nineties. Yeah. That's what it seems yeah. like it would be. And it's just, again, like once you can get kind of past the, because here's another thing with just any story that you read, it doesn't matter. It's all lifted from something that came before it. Like it's like everybody drew inspiration from something. And so like once you can get yeah. kind of past the fact that it's like, it is paying homage to kind of like Harry Potter, but it's more of like a Harry Potter world that like kind of went wrong rather. Um, yeah. Once you can kind of get past of like these things that seem like they're lifting from other original content um i think you can get really sucked into this story so i'm i'm pretty excited about vanish number one here or nice. i guess number two that will be coming out yeah later awesome man that's sweet um yeah do you mind if i just talk about one real quick yeah get into it and then i got i have a shout out to just something i'm reading through right now so Awesome. So this is I'm I probably won't go into the story so much of this. Um, I might save this for later. But this is Aza the Barbed uh, from Scout Comics. Uh, oh, yeah. So the I I don't I don't like I said I don't really want to go into the uh, story too much, but the artwork is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and so much so that. I was reading through this and I thought because of this opening splash page here, it tells a lot of the story of what's going on. Um, yeah. As a, the barbed is somebody who uh, I guess there's a ritual in this society. They have to like touch something and they either get tattooed with black uh, ink or they get tattooed with white ink. Obviously one means you're pure and the other is like means that you're evil. So she gets black ink and she's excommunicated and the story is pretty much following that. But here's where it gets interesting. There was uh, a printer error and about half of the book doesn't have dialogue in it. So it is um, it is just I like that. Um, but so but it's an error. There's supposed to be conversations happening here. Um, I made a post about this on Facebook and the author was kind enough to reach out to let me know that when issue number two gets sent out, they're going to reissue number one with the missing dialogue from the second half of the book. Um, oh, so yeah. Oh, so, so I, it was unintentional that it yeah, got released. Unintentional. With, oh, wow. Yes. Well, keep that um, one safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 
I, I was talking to my comic book guy about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, thanks for reminding me. I got to go take those off the shelf. So he, he went and grabbed the rest of them. Um, but, yeah, it's and it's a bummer because the art is really good. The story seems really good. I was just I I was so engrossed in the art that I just figured that they just stopped, that they were just using pictures to tell stories. I didn't even realize that it was literally over half the book that was missing. Um, I wonder how that that happened. Uh, who, who knows, but I mean, I'll look look it up after the show. Yeah. I, I did read an article about it. It didn't go into too much detail. It just was reassuring that, you know, they would be sent out and we would get, uh, you know, free copies. I'm pretty sure something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, besides that, I was really enjoying the story. I thought it was really cool. And like I said, the art is fantastic. So that's, uh, I just wanted to cover that real quick because I thought that that was an interesting, uh, little happenings. That is an interesting little happenings. Um, that's crazy. Well, um, I just want to say you once again, you've inspired me, my friend, to pay more attention to um, comicsology. And uh, oh, that's so right. I uh, I had advertised on mine uh, another one from Scott Snyder, which is that's that's who wrote the ones that you. Oh, you yeah. Read, right? Yeah. So maybe um, I should. This is a comicsology exclusive, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. So it's, uh, by Scott Snyder and the, uh, artist is Francis Manipool and okay. it's called clear. Yeah. I saw this, man. Um, I should probably jump on that. Then I can have like the trifecta of Scott Snyder, a comicsology comics. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to tell, I don't really want to tell anything about it other than like, I'm really enjoying it. And it's like, it's like an old detective story that takes place years from now. Okay. And uh, it, it's it's just really good. So if anybody else is reading it, I would love to chat about it. I might chat about it more next week because I'm going to try to finish it. It's six issues. It came out. It started releasing oh, last okay. year. So, so um, is it like the trade paperback version of it now? Yeah. So uh, okay. the one that I have, it's it's. Yeah, it says issue one on it, but it's also the cover of what actual issue one is. Um, right. But no, it's just, I'm. it's really exciting. I'm really enjoying it. And so I will be talking about it, but I just wanted to give that shout out to you for inspiring me to read more comicsology. And also, thank you. Um, I might another, read that. Not, so got another good uh, Scott Snyder read. So yeah, I'm, I really like the stuff that I'm reading of him, um, the Barnstormers and uh, Canary. So yeah, I haven't read Canary have yet. Um, did you read Barnstorming? Uh, yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. it is. What'd you yeah. think? I, I like it. It's it's different. Yeah, the art is then very interesting. That's what I like about it. It's just like it it feels very old timey. Yeah, it really does. So so I think we should definitely try to get um, Hell is a Square Circle read for next week. Because oh, I yeah. definitely I want to talk about this thing. This is gonna be dope. But uh, just a quick shout out. I forgot that I wanted to do that. Um, I've been reading Public Domain. Uh, just did. I just read issue number four a couple of days ago. And man, it's just getting better. Um, I would definitely encourage you to pick up the trade paperback of that when that comes out. Um, yeah, I don't want to go into too much of the story, but it's essentially now going to be about a little mo- like a, a son and pop comic book publishing versus essentially Marvel Comics. Um, okay yeah so it's i'd and yeah it's it's very good because not a lot of the characters are like perfect everyone's kind of flawed but it's not like 
grotesque like everyone's a drug addict kind of flawed it's just like normal human beings have you know shortcomings um yeah yeah and so it's just interesting to mix that in with like trying to um you know essentially it's going uh the the dad who was the original artist of this comic he's he's upset with where it's gone and how it's just turned dark and gritty and doesn't have the same hope and light in it and kind of wants to he has the publishing rights to essentially publish his own versions of yeah. his comic so he's going to do that and try to essentially redeem the comic so nice. yeah it's it's going great so shout out to public Do domain for sure but uh anything else you want to shout out before we land this bird i think that's it man i think you can land this bird all right let's how, how do you land a bird besides like tie a brick to its its wing not wing claw what is what is a bird's foot called that's it right there a bird's foot just a bird's well foot. <laughs> there you go everybody uh rub your lucky bird's foot because it's the end it's of the landing time. <laughs> it's landing time. Wow. All right. I'm going to sleep. Or something's right, going to happen after this. But uh, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out. I don't know about you, Mark, but I sure had a fun time talking with my pal about the pool box. Oh, I had a great time, my friend. Good. Great time. Good. I was worried that you were going to be just like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know what comics are coming out. Oh, and we're definitely going to be talking about 8 Million Genies next week. Oh, so yeah. So come back for Hell is a Square Circle, 8 Million Genies. Um, and yeah, whatever else I decide to get into and whatever else you decide to get into. But uh, yeah, good, if you man. haven't yet, make sure that you subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and also TikTok. We are all over the place. Um, we are all over the place. My goodness. Yeah. And uh, if you're listening to this or if you watch this, um, if you normally watch it, go to a streaming platform and give us a subscription or follow yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. It's a if good you idea. normally listen to it, go to a YouTube and give us a subscribe. We really need to boost our YouTube numbers. We can do better than eight. Come um, on, YouTube. We got this YouTube. It's not like it's an infinite pool of content, but who knows? Uh, anyways. We appreciate you guys being here and hanging out with us. It's so much fun. All right. Yep. Mark, I will see you next week. Same pool time, same pool channel. Cheers. Cheers. Dudes. Cheers, my dudes. Dudes.